Hello and welcome to episode 183 of the Enough Podcast. Happy New Year to you all. It is January the 3rd today. We're recording slightly off schedule because of the festivities of the New Year period. My name is Michael Hurley and I'm joined as always by my co-host, my friend, my mentor and my buddy, Mr. Patrick Rowan. Hello, sir. How are you? Oh, I had no festivities at all. <laughs> <laughs> Our New Year's was watching a, a very interesting movie, um, but a movie all the same, a documentary um, called The Queen of Versailles, okay. um, which is just fascinating. So the, so the, the, the deal with this thing is <clears throat> um, it uh, follows this, this couple. Um, uh, he is... Um, you know, the owner of and king of timeshare uh, properties. Uh, he owned the largest privately owned timeshare company in the world. And the whole idea of timeshare, he helped to really kind of pioneer. Um, and uh, had all these properties. Uh, his wife, uh, former beauty queen, like his third wife, um, you know, Everything that you would expect, you know, trophy, trophy bride, you know, twenty something years his his junior, um, and you know, very kept woman, you know, uh, and and so they they uh, started building this house modeled after Versailles, which was going to be the largest privately owned residence in America. Okay, mm-hmm. it's huge, huge home. And uh, when they started making the documentary, they were kind of making it about, you know, this, you know, couple who lives with all of this excess and is building this home that's got, you know, I I mean, it's it's just like excess in every possible way you you could imagine. And then in the middle of it, the market crashes. And they kind of lose almost everything. Hmm. And so the documentary takes this very different turn about what it's like to live with all of this excess and then suddenly to basically have nothing. Uh, it's just, it's it's really wonderful. Highly recommend it. But yeah, that's... that's uh, you know, my wife and I drank half a bottle of wine and watched that. <laughs> that was our New Year's. Does that sound depressing? <laughs> no, it doesn't. Just whatever you do with it. Did you hope? Uh, that, were you happy? Welcome that, to forty-five with children, my friend. Were you happy what? that you are not a billionaire now? Oh, or would I, you I, do it differently? Pat? You'd do it differently. I, 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 well, you know, I, we've talked a little bit about this before. I think on the show about the difference between. The rich and the wealthy, and against uh, you know the difference between like uh, owners and caretakers, and my take on it being that the 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 rich are people like them, people for whom um, you know the, didn't come from a long history of money, made a whole lot of money, and kind of felt ownership about this money. Mm-hmm. I earned it, so I'm going to spend it, and I'm going to, you know, keep making more and more and more, and that that's the goal. And you know, a big part of why they ended up losing, losing this, you know, this house they were building, and you know, losing these properties and things like that is this because 
all of these things were mortgaged to the hilt because they felt like having that money tied up, quote unquote, tied up in an investment when it could be out there making more money was the thing to do, right? And so it was all about making more and making more and making more and making more and not about really being a caretaker of what you have and being shrewd about it and realizing that uh, that it, you know, that there's a way to kind of keep the money in your pocket or put it on the table in a big giant gamble and that the ritual often always opt to put it on the table and make that gamble in the hopes of making more money. The wealthy will keep it in their pockets. Mm-hmm. It really is that that simple. So, um, so no, I, I I don't I don't think I would ever want to be that rich because I consider myself well wealthy. <laughs> so. In 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 that kind of functional sense, i.e., you know, the the things we own, we own outright. You know, we, uh, you know, uh, we've talked about this, I think, a little bit on the show before. We had a a big falling out with a uh, with a bank that we were doing business with over this very idea, this exact very idea, and they were kind of encouraging us to do one thing that in their mind had the potential to make more money. And we were like, but why would we do that? Why would we risk this? Why would we put it all out there when we already have what we want and we own it? There's no risk of it ever going anywhere, right? And so, yeah. But that's not what we wanted to talk about today because we've talked about a lot of that stuff before. That was a mere digression. No, we don't do that on the show. No. Diversions. Oh, diver- that, that's a better word. I like that idea. All right. Uh, no, what I wanted to talk about uh, amongst the many things I wanted to talk about, and <laughs> see, you've been warned. Um, <clears throat> I wanted to talk about the idea of keeping mistakes. Because, you see, as I've kind of started this whole blogging every day thing, um, posting to my to my site, patrickron.com, every day, which uh, if you listen to our last show, I told you I was going to do it, and I so far have kept my promise. You went ahead and did it. I went ahead and did it. And uh, Can I make a, an on-the-air feature request? Sure. You're probably going to say you don't want to do it, but... Okay. I wish that your site showed more than one post now. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Yes. Um, so, go, um, <laughs> so I, what I wanted to talk about <laughs> was um, uh, one of the things that is allowing me to do this is the idea that No half-baked idea, no silly thing, no, you know, the mistakes. I keep it all. 
I keep it all. You know, the the ideas, the little scraps of paper, the things that I'm thinking, oh, I'm never going to do. Nope, I keep it. Um, and it's something I actually implemented a little while back. So I'm I'm one of those those photographers like that. Even like I do this with my SLR because you know it has that thing where you hold down the button and it rapid shoots. You know, it goes you know keeps taking pictures right when you hold down the hold down the button. And I do this even with my iPhone where. I'll, you know, go tap, 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 tap. You know, it doesn't always keep up with me, but I try to take as many photos as I can because, especially with kids, you're never quite going to get, like, it'll take 10 photos and you'll just choose one of out of those 10 will be good, right? But you have to take the 10 to even have the chance at the one, Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. You know that there are um, there are apps um, that have this, that camera apps that have this functionality built in, like multi shot. Like really? a, I believe Camera Plus has has that. No, does it? Uh, does yeah, it have it built yeah. In? I'm going to say that it does. I'm going to say that it does, and I'm going to search it. Taking my iPhone out of my pocket, launching Camera Plus, because if it does, I'm turning it on immediately. Okay. So what I used to do is, you know, as soon as I had the chance. Like, yeah. capture, know, kind of- capture all the action by using Burst to take rapid streams of shots. That's on their, on their okay, website. I got I to gotta find this. Where does one Burst? Oh, there it is. Burst. Holy cow. Had no idea. Burst. There you go. On now, Got please note the photos taken with burst mode lower quality than photos taken normally. Okay, who cares? All right, noted. Oh, okay. All right. In any case, so this is what I do, and the reason, um, <clears throat> the reason I do it is to try to get that one shot of Beatrix is going to be good out of the ten where she's making some ridiculous face because you know that's what kids do. Um, and you know, for other reasons, but I've just I've done this for a long time. It's almost habit for me now. But what I would do is, as soon as I would find the free moment, I would go through and I would, you know, kind of swipe through, pick out the one that I wanted, and then delete the rest. Right. Well, sometimes I don't always get a chance to kind of do that right away, and then I forget, and then it doesn't happen for a while. And what I started to find is that when I would then remember to do it or have the time to kind of go back through, that the shot that I thought was the shot that I wanted or was the best of the shots turns out not to be nearly as interesting as that one that I would have deleted on first pass. But the fact that I've had the chance to kind of just leave it be for a while and come back to it later allows me to see it with kind of a different eye. That what I may want right now might be different than what ultimately the kind of more interesting thing is down the line. And that sometimes it's best to, instead of making these kind of snap decisions based on your immediate desire, to wait a while. Because you may come back with a completely different answer. 
Okay, so I can, you know, I, uh, knowing you as I do, I know that there's more to this than just photography, right? <laughs> well, yes, of course. But you know, so you know, give you an example of this. Uh, there's this. Uh, um, well, for one thing, there's a post upcoming on patrickgrown.com about this, so keep an eye out for it. I think it's scheduled for Saturday. I'm going to um, assume at the moment, considering that you are posting every day, that there is going to be a post about anything that I can possibly think of on patrickgrown.com. <laughs> that, is, that is what I believe. <laughs> I don't know about that, you know, but I certainly am. Uh, currently, I'm about four days ahead. Good. Oh, by the way, um, we could do a whole show just based around... Um, things that mm, uh, are really helping me out with uh, being able to keep up with this and to schedule things in advance and that sort of thing. Um, the editorial calendar WordPress plugin is no. is a godsend for things like this. I want to talk about that now, but we'll, we'll save no. that. We'll save no. that. We'll, we'll keep. We'll, we'll save that. But that's that's a that's a teaser. That's a freebie for you, for the folks listening now. In any case, um, so. Um, yeah, no, it's more about, about more than just photography. It's about, um, you know, I think a lot of things are like that. I think that thing that you kind of started to write and then you're like, oh, this is crap and you wanted to throw it away. Don't. Don't. Tuck it aside. Because there might be something there. You may come back to it. A couple of weeks later, a month later, a year later, and say, ooh, that was kind of interesting. Or, wow, I thought this was really bad at the time, but in fact, there's something here that could be worked on and made better, right? It's like when you have a different eye for it, right? You take a right. break from something. Like, you know, when you, you're really stuck on, like, it goes back to school and stuff, you know, like when you're really stuck on a math problem and... Sometimes you just need to take a break from it, and and then once you've been mm-hmm. able to clear your mind a little, mm-hmm. it can it can it will all become clear. Sometimes when you're you know away and you're about to about to turn off the light to go to sleep, and then you get that great idea, come back in again. I guess kind yeah. of like that, right? Yeah. Well, and, and I would say even yes, similar to that, and you know, but also, I think your whole perception about a, th- a thing can change. So, for instance, um, like I said, so I've got this post coming up on Saturday. I've got some picture examples there of shots that I have taken of Beatrix that I almost deleted on that first pass through to like, okay, I found the photo I want. I'm going to save it to my camera roll and I'm going to delete all these others. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I use Camera Plus, by the way, is because you can take a whole bunch of pictures and they are not saved immediately to your camera roll. But Camera Plus has its own kind of camera roll, I guess. Have you been using their iPad application? No, not yet. Oh, it's, that's right. I forgot about that. It's like a like a light box and it syncs by iPad. Yeah, I forgot can, about that. Oh, shoot. And you can edit. Uh, add that to the so. show notes so I can remember to download that. I've just put, uh, rather than linking to the store like I usually do, I've actually just linked to their website because it's got all of the features. Yeah, that's 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 smart. That's smart. See, you're going to make me download this right now as we're talking. Hmm. So I've got my mini right here, which is still great, by the way. Um so, uh, so yeah, um, but I've got some photo examples of this, of like shots that like I would have deleted, 
but for whatever reason, you know, time, whatever, saved and came back to them months later and was like, this is actually the more interesting shot. Than the one that I originally was going for. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, the one in particular, the one I lead with in that post is one of uh, her uh, standing outside of our uh, our other house with a great big bubble wand. And the one that I chose initially, you could see her face as she, and she was spinning around with this with this bubble round with this bubble wand, and you could see her face in the one that I chose, but the better one is actually the one where her back is to me it's framed better um she's a bit off center it's you know it's it's uh, you know i don't know there's something about it that is better that's more compelling and that there's no way i could have seen that at first that it took the distance for me to be able to come back and look at it objectively right or you know shots where she's running and it's blurry well, you know, turns out that blurry one has a lot more motion and action and feeling in it than the the kind of one that wasn't so blurry that I kept. And captures the moment far better than the one that I kept. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so I guess the kind of meta level idea here is that we shouldn't be so quick to erase and throw away our mistakes because therein may lie an opportunity to go a better direction um, or you may in fact find that with some distance and some time that you like the mistake better than the perfection. And that one should consider that and allow for it. I like it. All right. That's why I mean that's why we're so lucky to have the technology that we do now because it allows us to do that. Because you couldn't have, you wouldn't have done that with film. Oh yeah, you couldn't have. I mean, it would be too expensive to do with film. You're quite literally just throwing money away. That, that's right. what you're doing. Every time you take a shot, you're just throwing a like a coin, you know, that, and, yeah. and that's it. Well, and I mean, the fact is, is that there are there are folks that were doing that with film, you know, back in the day as sports photographers and things like that. Yeah, but it was one of those situations where they were adequately compensated for that waste. Yes, exactly. You know that that was kind of built into the cost, as it were. But now we have the freedom and the technology to be able to, to capture all these things, right? And to, and to capture them and keep them and store them. And I'm not advocating here that, oh, we should just, like, you know, take everything and store it forever and hoard it wherever. You know, all I'm saying is that we may want to, like, for me now, I don't go in immediately and clean things up and delete things and just save that shot that I want. Mm-hmm. I now will save that shot that I want. And then maybe a couple of months later, go, you know, open up camera plus and go in and clean things up and then see from there what other shots I find interesting. Does that make sense? Yeah. You don't have to go and develop it to look at it. Right. 
nor do you have to kind of keep it around in some package of photos or whatnot that yeah. you know and stick on a shelf and come back to and open that up and then flip through those right mm-hmm. well and that's the other thing too right is that it used to be that you'd send off that roll of film and they'd all get developed so you'd have a copy of all of them good or bad it wouldn't matter you couldn't say oh i just want the first one or the third one you know you got them all and if you wanted to toss them throw them away that was your business but you paid for all of them so you, you know? also just keep them yeah. good or bad i guess yeah but, exactly you know but you had no you know, it was you saying about like keeping the mistakes, but not not forever. You know, you, you, no. you end up working out what you want to do with them. But yeah. everybody has bad photos, like actual yeah. photos in their collections in their albums, because what else are you going to do with them? Right. Well, you know, in this case, you know, you can certainly delete these things. All I'm saying is that consider applying a buffer between your kind of quick reacting lizard brain. And your your deep thinking human brain, and to let the <clears throat> you know come back, look at things with a different eye, because you may feel different. You may feel differently about them later. Indeed. Shall I talk about Squarespace? Those guys don't make mistakes. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm not going to claim that, but um, <laughs> that's I tell you what they don't do. They just they don't let your site go down. Let me tell you about Squarespace. They give you everything you need to make an amazing website. We've been talking a lot about photography today. Squarespace yeah. has features and and whole templates and everything built, created for photographers like you. They have um, fantastic systems. They have their layout engine, which is their page builder. It allows you to create custom layouts for your website pages in seconds. You add blocks of content, such as videos, text, social media content, but you can also add photo blocks too, so you can add little galleries and you can upload images. But if you upload um, your images to a site like Instagram, Flickr, or 500px, you can um, implement and you can you can link those um, you can link those accounts of your Squarespace account, and you can have galleries of the images you, you upload displayed onto your Squarespace site. But if you want to take it even a step further, they have whole templates designed around portfolios. And they even have a Squarespace portfolio application. So everything that you upload to your Squarespace portfolio site is available in this application. It's unbranded. So, you know, when you're going to show a client, you've got all your portfolio images, you know, all of the stuff that you want to show them on your iPad, which is really cool. That's just a little little extra thing there. So some of the other great stuff about Squarespace, as I said, they give you everything you need. They give you um, hosting. They give you um, template systems, as we've spoken about, which have responsive web design. They give you iPhone apps. They give you statistics and analytics, so you can see who's coming to your site. They give you blog importers, like if you want to bring over a blog, you can do that easily. They also have award-winning 24-7 customer support that respond in minutes. They also have live online workshops and great knowledge-based articles to help you build your amazing website. I want you to go and try out Squarespace now and you can see how fantastic some of these features are and how flexible the system is. Go to squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels and you can start your free trial. If you want to purchase a Squarespace plan once the trial is up, go to, um, again, you can just go to squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels again if you really want to, or you can use um, a coupon code, which I'll tell you about in a moment, and give you an extra discount. So Squarespace starts at $10 a month for their standard plan and $20 a month for their unlimited plan. If you sign up for one year, you'll automatically get 20% off. Sign up for two, and you'll get 25% off that price. 
If you um, enter the offer code 70 decibels one at checkout, you will also get an additional 10% off whatever your first purchase is at Squarespace. So go check out Squarespace now. They give you everything you need to make an amazing website. So or an amazing photo blog. Indeed, indeed, whatever you want to create online. Yeah. So what it, what are we going to talk about now? You, you, I have written down here from our conversation slightly before the show the word karma. 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 Yes, karma. I want to talk about karma. Want to want to talk specifically about the um uh, some a couple of specific things um that have recently happened. Um, as well as just the idea of karma in general and kind of the the direct benefits from it and the indirect benefits from it. And, uh, yeah, we'll get to that. So, uh, this morning I opened up a package that I actually received yesterday, but my, my wife is, is sick and my daughter is sick, and I was kind of concentrating on taking care of them and stuff like that. And it's just a bad flu virus thing going around. Nothing serious. Please don't send any get well soon cars. Um, but uh, I opened up this package I had received unexpectedly from Amazon yesterday. And I don't know. I, res- I get stuff from Amazon. Also. I just recently ordered something. I figured, hey, maybe it came a lot sooner than I expected. What not. I've got Prime, so you never know. Sometimes things just show up. Um <clears throat> But uh, inside was a lovely book that I could not recommend highly enough. It is a book that I have long wanted. It is called Atlas of Remote Islands. And it is exactly what the title says. The author, uh, Judith Schlandesky, I'm sure I mispronounced that name, but that's okay, um, decided to choose 50 small sparsely inhabited remote islands some sparsely inhabited some not inhabited at all and write little detailed um, descriptions of them and with little kind of stories and narratives um, to give you an idea, there's the island of uh, Taku, which is uh, near Papua New Guinea, um, and it literally is sinking into the sea. And the residents, all 560 of them on the island, uh, don't want to believe it, but it is sinking into the sea such that even high tides floods most of the island. So, like, a couple of times a day. Yes. <laughs> um, there's, uh, there's things like, uh, um, oh, the name of this one is, believe it or not, Pagan, um, uh, which uh, is near the Mariana Islands and is uh, technically owned by the United States, but it is essentially uh, two volcanoes, one of which is actively erupting. Um, it is currently uninhabited because the uh, few hundred islanders that were on there were rescued uh, just as the last big eruption occurred and basically wiped out everything. Um and that was uh, only in 1985, um, or 81, I'm sorry. But it's these little 
it's wonderful. It's really well done. And some of these uh, stories are like little, you know, little narratives. Um, uh, it's just, uh, it's, it's uh, uh, indescribably wonderful and beautiful. Um, this was just sent to me out of the blue um, by uh, my good friend Jason Remus. Uh, who also uh, has a uh, business uh, coming up that I'd like to promote and will promote a little bit more heavily when it comes, uh, called Sweating Commas at sweatingcommas.com. But uh, he is uh, looking to make the web a better place by uh, editing it. Whether Um, we like it or not. Whether, well, no. No, you'll pay for his editing. <laughs> no, he's just going to go around the website and he's going to change but, it. But he's really, really good at it. He edited the uh, minimal MacBook uh, that's uh, of the collection of uh, posts of minimal Mac for three years. He did the editing for that. Um, I've worked with him in editing from other capacities. He's great. Um, and well worth the money. And if you want to to look like a far better writer than you are, you would be do well. You would do very well to hire him. In any case, he sent me this book just out of the blue because he saw a tweet that uh, someone had asked about it. Someone had mentioned something else, and this has long been on my wish list. And I said, "Hey, have you seen this? It's been on my wish list for a long time now." And you know that that. And he saw that on app.net and just out of the blue sent it to me. Hmm. Now, part of that, he said in the little card that he sent with it, was because uh, I had seen a post of his on app.net about you know, maybe you know, a couple months back now. Um, and so I was having a bad day and was feeling kind of down and, you know, it was, it was a hard time for him. And so I sent him a card and like a little field notes notebook to say, you know, Hey, you know, here's something to write down your thoughts about this time. You'll appreciate them, you know, later, you know, sort of thing. And, you know, he said, partly this is in response to that, but also just, you know, just really sweet. And then, um, you know other things like um uh, <laughs> uh things like this happen a, a, uh, not a lot but especially this time of year it's happened a few times and i just want to first of all express my thanks but but the other thing too is to put the idea out there is that one of the reasons i think they happen to me is because i try to do it to other people um because and it's not so much that I'm expecting anything in return necessarily, but it's because of the idea of karma. And a lot of people think that karma is this um, direct um, cause and effect, um, direct cause and effect sort of thing. So, i.e., you know, if you do something bad to someone else, something bad will be done to you. And if you do something good to someone else, something good will be done to you. And it really isn't about that at all. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, what it's about is these nice little deeds and actions and and thoughts and the goodness that we put out into the world we benefit from because it makes the world at large a better place 
It makes the world that we live in a better place. But most importantly, we benefit from them immediately and directly inside with how we feel about ourselves and about the opportunity to do something for somebody selflessly and, and without, without expectation of anything in return, right? And that when you do these things, you're going to get something in return. That thing in return will hopefully be that others will follow your lead and other people will see this stuff and they'll start doing it too and da-da-da, and it will spread. Recently read um, a... Um, I don't know if you'll be able to find the story to link to in the show notes, Mike, but if you do, uh, please do. Um, this great story about a Tim Hortons in Canada somewhere. I forget where. Tim Hortons is like a, you know, I don't know, it's the Canadian Denny or Arby's or something like that. I don't know. It's like a fast food restaurant or whatever. Coffee. Or coffee. Sure, coffee, whatever. Um Canadians like their coffee. Coffee is fast food for Canadians. Okay. And beer. And beer. So, um, the, uh, the person in line, um, one person in line decided to pay for the, for the um, order of the person in line after him at the drive through window. And that started a chain reaction of 200-and-something vehicles. It was like 251 or something like that, or 270 or whatever. But basically, the other person got up in line and was told, hey, this person paid for your order already. You don't have to pay. And that guy said, wow, that was, that was mighty nice of them. A, they're Canadian, right? Why don't I pay for the, since I don't have to pay for my order, why don't I pay for the order of the next person in line, A? And people kept saying that and doing that. Of course, we just lost about 30 or 40 listeners from Canada, but that's okay. I love the Canadians. They'll come back to us. Well, Minnesota is actually part of Canada, or at least we wish we were. We'd have better health care. So... one customer started the chain at the Tim Hortons in Beaver Hill Boulevard last Friday when they paid for the order of the customer behind them in the drive-thru. That small act of Christmas cheer set off a chain of 228 customers who kept picking up the tab for the next customer, lasting a total of three hours. They were calling out the numbers. We're at 162, and they made a real big deal of it, said manager Troy Thompson, as he told the CBC. I think that's what helped keep it going because nobody wanted to be the one who broke the streak. The streak finally ended when one man chose not to pay for the free coffees ordered by the next person. His four coffees had been paid for by the customer ahead of him. There you go. That guy was probably American, right? Probably. Probably. Probably an American. Probably an American. Ruining it. That's me getting the Canadians back, by the way. <laughs> You're doing a fine job, sir. I do what I can. Um, that's it. It's all we need to make this world a better place. Number one, you do something nice for somebody else. Number two, don't break the chain. Yeah, don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Don't break the chain. Be the person that 
because of that act of kindness to you, you turn around and perform an act of kindness to the next person. Because if we all do that, if we all live by that, if we all put goodness out into the world and don't break the chain of the goodness that's done to us, it really is. World-changing ideas, there you go. That's it. That's a world-changing idea. <laughs> it really is. It sounds simple because it is. Yet we make it so hard. You know? We're driving on the road. We've got to be the guy who gets in up front, you know? we got to be the, the, the person who, you know... Beats the other person to the long line at the checkout counter so we can be one ahead, you know, or the, the, you know, the person who's first through the door to get the, the Black Friday Christmas special, you know, and fighting back other customers to save $10, you know, it's like, or, or we can all be kind to each other and find that all of those good things happen to us anyway. Why? Because the world is filled with nothing but good things. Why? Because everybody's doing it. And I really, 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 really appreciate the good things that have been done, have been given to me. We were kind of talking about something similar to this a couple of weeks ago, like with the meals and stuff, the hot meals and you know? Well, yeah. Well, it's, uh, once again, it's this idea that there's... You never really know how you're going to affect somebody's day, right? Um, and especially when you do these things anonymously, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know... Um, in some cases, it's it's good that it's not necessary. I mean, but in this particular case, you know that uh, you know that first guy in that line at the Tim Hortons didn't make some big showy deal, or at least it didn't sound like he made some big showy deal about you know, oh, tell that guy my name is X and I'm doing him a favor today. No, they just they just did it because it was Christmas and they wanted to be nice, and they didn't need any big deal made about it. They didn't know they were going to start a 220-car chain reaction. All they knew was, hey, wouldn't it be nice to just buy for that next guy in line just just to say Merry Christmas? There's something, like, even better about doing it anonymously because, I mean, well, maybe. I don't know if this is, if this is a British thing, but if somebody offered to pay for my coffee, I would ne- I would never accept it. Like, I, I think never. I think a lot of people would be oh no no yeah. that's not necessary you don't have to do that you know so I mean to do it anonymously I mean because if if somebody said oh let me pay for your coffee you know there's no way I'd let somebody do that mm-hmm. you know can't it's just yeah I don't need to here's just if, just a tip yeah you know, a, a a a good karma giving pro tip here's what I do and I I do this. A fair amount, actually. Um, not you know, not like all the time, but you know, maybe three, four times a year. Um, I buy a gift card. I buy a twenty-five dollar gift card. 
you know, put $25 on gift card at the register. And then I'll, I'll, I'll say to the, you know, person, the barista, I'll say, please don't, you know, don't point me out. Don't tell anybody about this or whatever, but I want you to take this gift card and just use it for everyone in line until it runs out. Should, you know, they, they'll oftentimes they'll go, really? I'm like, yes, really. Don't tell them it was for me. Okay. You know, because that way it's not a just this person or a direct. Th- that way it is completely like I don't know who I'm buying for. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't even see them. I I walk out of the joint, or you know, and they're you know they're gone. Because I usually do this when like there's no one necessarily in line right directly behind me, so I can quickly have this kind of quiet conversation with the barista. You know, or I'll buy the gift card and then like pull one aside as I'm leaving and say, "Here, take this." And da da. You know, because I want to. I really do want to be anonymous. I don't necessarily want to know who benefits from it because that's not really what's important. What's important is that somebody, you know, well, with twenty five dollar gift card at a coffee shop, you know, three to five people are going to likely. You know, walk out with a smile on their face, on on their face, and you know, kind of an unexpected thing, happy thing that happened in their day. And that's all that matters because, hey, that person is going to be a little bit more happy. You know, they they may go into work a little bit better and a little bit better mood, and make their coworkers a little bit happier because they're in a little bit better mood. Do you see what I'm getting at? Mm-hmm. And that's and that's the idea of karma, right? Is that that sort of thing has ripple effects and spreads out into the world far longer than than the person you do things for directly. So, but you know, I think that covers it for now. For now, uh, once again, I'm continuing. I think, I, like you said, we brought this up a couple of weeks ago. There's a theme going here, and that theme is. Gosh, you know, we we got we got representatives in this country that can't agree on you know the the color of a file folder, let alone, you know, taxes or spending bills or whatever. It's squabbling and let's just try to be nice to each other. Let's try to be nice to each other. Because ultimately, that's what matters. Thank so. you, Mr. Patrick Brown. Oh, my pleasure as always. If people want to be we'll, people want to be nice to you. I guess they can they can be nice to you on the on the, the app.net. Agreed. Well, yes, Pat, yes. They're Patrick welcome Brown to be nice there. to me there. They're yeah. welcome to be mean to me there if they want. Don't be mean. Don't be mean well, to you. There's no, there's, there's no need for anybody to be mean to you. And they can find you at P-A-T-R-I-C-K-R-H-O-N-E. And you can also email Patrick at Patrick at PatrickRone.com. He likes to receive email. Um, I am iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. Thank you very much, Mr. Roan, for imparting your wisdom upon us for another week. Thank you, as always, my friend. We'll chat later. We will. Cheers. Cheers.